Um, hi. Heckin' hello. Wow. Hey. Hi. Hi. Guten part of the day that you're in. Um, you know? What's what's up? Buongiorno. Ciao. Buongiorno. <laughs> okay. Um, I will talk more about this in my tea, but Okay. Sorry if you hear um <laughs> any sort of activity going on that sounds sort of like um it's the dogs and they don't respect it's me. Me running from my feelings. <laughs> um sorry about that. So <laughs> anyway, it's the dogs and they don't respect me. <laughs> I, I pay the I pay rent, I feed them. They don't respect I, your authority. Nothing, none of it. They're like, you talked and that's great, but shh, so Oh my god, so cute. <laughs> Woof, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, have your people call my people. You're so funny. You should hang out. Um so. <laughs> let's get lunch sometime. <laughs> your lunch. <laughs> feed it to me. So anyway. I'll talk more about it in my tea but basically suffice it to say i went on a trip this weekend and i came home with the urge to say in a different language hello and goodbye to people that several times i almost did and it was almost embarrassing and you'll find out which country it was because it's relevant to both of our teas actually actually <laughs> okay so no, i wouldn't like us to Step back in time for just a moment. Da -da 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 -da. You know, like the episode where I did the rewind noises? Think like that. Just for a quick moment. Copenhagen. The first night. Hang on. Copenhagen. <laughs> are you there? Can you visualize? We are stepping out of the hotel. We've just eaten at the carnival restaurant and we're walking towards the gardens. Can you cope and see it? Can I you? Can. I, I, I sure as heckin' can. A Copen can. It's not Copen can't. Can. It's Copen can. can. <laughs> it's neither of those things. Um, Stacy, <laughs> your job is to be a steno. I'm sorry. Did so, you just? <laughs> that's so funny. I didn't even invite you into this conversation. Okay. It's an A and B conversation. So see your way out of it, bud. <laughs> okay, so. We are now in the gardens. We're walking around. Oh my gosh, this is so cool. Oh, look at all these hats. These are neat. Oh, look, Emma, here's a hat. I'm going to buy it. And then I bought it. Do you remember? I do. Your Copen hat. My Copen hat. Okay. Now, my Copen hat is ostentatious. It's very much like me. It is big, yeah. white, fluffy. It's it's amazing. I love it. It's, she looks a little bit like a Russian oligarch when she wears it's it. true. I do. And I channel that energy, let me tell you. Not in, like, current climate, but typically. So. <laughs> like, a Russian oligarch who, like, lives abroad and, like, doesn't go home that often. <laughs> and, like, definitely doesn't try to corruptly rule my own government. Like, I don't do that. Not my I thing. rule it legally. Very legally. Like, they love me there. So Huge fans. <laughs> anyway, I went to this, like, restaurant just yesterday after my workout. Just, like, I popped in. <clears throat> my friend and I were there. I went, yeah, well, right in. We went in. That was a good one. <laughs> it's never that good the first try. <laughs> Go me. So, we pop in. I'm not going to try it again. <laughs> we pop in, and... This drunk guy is there and um it's like three in the afternoon and i'm just like strong these, these are choices that you've made it's great it's it's a choice that you, you made, made. you made it by yourself all alone singularly you were like that's what i'm gonna do and you did it so great for you, you great initiative <laughs> great follow-through so i'm wearing my copen hat as one does as one does and i go up to pay for my food he goes i don't like your hat and i was like why why don't you like my hat <laughs> he was like i just don't like it and i was like 
it's, it's so interesting you would say that because you're wrong but it's, it's fine like you don't like it okay and he's like i really just don't like your hat and i was like i think i get the point <laughs> i'm there wait run it by me again what's you wrong do or you don't <laughs> the, the hat where are we at on it <laughs> yes you like no. you don't like you like <laughs> you're not sure you gotta take some time think about it listen so, we'll come back later with a poll yeah it's fine so i go back to my seat and I'm my friend and I are like la, 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 la. we're just sitting there eating our food, <laughs> pa, 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 engaging in conversation, and he turns and looks at us, and so I catch his eye, and I just start deciding to I start adjusting my hat, and I'm like I love my hat so much, and he's like I don't like the hat, and I'm like you're just like drunk and mean, and I don't like you. Leave my Do hat you know out of this. Absolutely unattractive. You. Do you know what else is unattractive? People who are mean about other people's hats unprovokedly. Yeah. I didn't ask you your opinion on my hat. I didn't. And so if you're going to be a silly goose, you can just, just go get to the pond. Just hop in. Just pop your wings over there. Hop on in. Slap, slap. Just go on. Off you get. <laughs> hiss. Purr. Whatever geese do these days. <laughs> they do hiss. I'm just like, you know. Geese do hiss and it's terrifying. But. And they will come for you, but this <laughs> their day of reckoning is coming. <laughs> it's coming, let me tell you. So anyway, um, I was just, I wasn't, my feelings weren't hurt because we all know that it's a great hat and whether or not a drunk guy likes it is like irrelevant, but I just thought it was so unnecessary to comment on my hat. Leave my hat out of this. What did my hat do to you? What did it do to um, you? I would also like to say that Emma's apartment, probably because of her tea, has completely devolved into the movie set from everything that you see in movies about New York. Like there are just like lights going off. There's like, wham, wham, wham. And then there's like dogs, people just like climbing over things. And like there's cats, she doesn't have cats. There's cats. There's like some construction work. There's an alien ship landing to take over New York. It's just a whole rigmarole. It was like, oh yeah, that's your tea. Well, guess what? We're going to make you nice. miserable. <laughs> so, um, Miko, I have a quick question. What are you eating? Okay, that's fine. Don't tell me. You don't have to tell me, but like, <laughs> you could tell me if you wanted to. It's fine. So, yeah, if you hear any sort of clitter clatter going on in this apartment, it's Miko. As she takes her food from her food bowl in the kitchen, where it is, around to the bedroom. Around. <laughs> down <laughs> she has always done this she only she'll take her food from its designated position and she'll take it away from the bowl to eat it hmm. i don't know why i when i picked the puppy i didn't know that i picked a broken one i was not aware personally um here we are so yes as hannah says i am now living in a hollywood movie set of a new york city apartment she's a, it's a typical new york day two girls are hanging out <laughs> wow! Wee woo, wee woo. <laughs> Just like that, and here we are. Oh, what are you doing? I'm walking here. <laughs> I mean, I did yell at someone today, but it wasn't my apartment, so my New York day is complete as far as <laughs> Listen, I'm concerned. It wasn't in my apartment. No. So, okay. So, um, yeah, Hannah, what's going on? How's your week going? Do you have any chit chatting to my share? Week. My, how's my week? How's my week? How is it? I, I, is I literally week? just asked you that. <laughs> Me, an empath, sensing that you want to know about my week. Uh, <laughs> my week is good. I mean, work is flat out, to be honest with you. And 
Uh, my colleagues have decided that I am the unelected and unappointed ambassador to the United States of America. Oh my gosh, yeah. And congrats, you know, queen. <laughs> thank you so much. You'd think it came with a pay rise. It doesn't. So <laughs> I would just like to say, um, I did not want this role. <laughs> okay. Sure. I Some have leadership thrust upon them. Some are great. Some are born great. Some have greatness thrust upon them. Why are you thrusting? So <laughs> it's a very aggressive movement. It's not appropriate for the workplace. It's just not. It's just not. So I have metaphorically cut my ties with America. Right. I've literally moved. I've changed my phone number. I've changed my address several times. I don't get paid in times. dollars. No. Lots of times. Lot more than once. At like least three times. times. At, I think four. So, suck in America. I, like, she's just one of those girls you can't block. Like, every time you think, like, listen, you slid into my DMs. I didn't see that coming. Okay, whatever. Yeah. I'll just, like, answer this one question and then block. No. Flipping mm -mm. no. Out of the woodwork, in a postcard, on TV. It's, like, everywhere. Anyway, so they started asking me all these questions about America. And, well, I'm happy to answer them. Here's... Here's the answer. Okay. Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever you're asking me about, it's like wrong with America. It's because America is broken. Right. It's fundamentally broken. And I'll give you an example. So a guy from the Canary Islands, which for those of you from America who don't know where that is, is just <laughs> south of Spain. So basically he's from Tenerife and he was asking, I mean, he's exceptionally misogynistic, which I'll talk about in a separate chapter Love. of this book. Um, so fun. So much fun to have micros just like randomly for your work day. So much fun. I mean, like you thought you're having a smooth day, doing your job. Oh my gosh. Like, this is so boring. I wish someone would just what be like, I, do for lunch? Me. I wish someone would like make me feel like less of a person because I was born with different genitals. Like, where is it? And guess where? what? Guess what? Here he he is. <laughs> is the hero that no one asked for. Exactly. So anyway, he was asking me, he's like, why are there so many Spanish names all along California, especially like named after saints? And I was like, well, that would be a consequence of the Spanish missions, which were initially sent as a colonial force, because it was a much easier after the conquistadors came to send church folk who would farm the land and live there. Anyway, so he was asking me about that and I was explaining and he's like, what do you mean they were purchased? And I was like, we we had a, a beg, borrow and steal sale, uh, basically with half of Europe for most of our continent. Fine. Like, <laughs> what? And I'm like, yeah, you know, like Florida, that was like not ours. And then we <laughs> bought it. <laughs> I want it, I got it. Oh, you're allowed Three, to make a pop America. reference? <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, like, listen, we are creative geniuses sometimes. We're just lagging. Can't okay, this is lagging. So. Listen, Van Gogh cut off his own ear. Okay. <laughs> oh, so oh. when he does it, he's an artiste. He's amazing. It, I'm a danger to myself and others. It's fine. So... Yeah, he yeah. didn't know that we stole. He didn't know America. that a large portion of our, your, their country, <laughs> the, um, the states, <laughs> those states, were purchased from his own country um, at quite a discount rate. And when asked why, I said, 
to pay for wars in Europe. And he went, what wars in Europe? And I was like, where to begin? <laughs> okay. This is a story all about how. <laughs> I'm like, how far back do you want to go? Anyway, so they were asking me loads of questions about the states. Um, mm -hmm. And fundamentally, the answer is America is broken and sad and nobody should look at america like it's some weird super country because it's not the indoctrination Thanks. is real thanks for coming to our tedx talk so elon musk give us a tesla <laughs> hook me up brothers that's why we can we can share <laughs> <laughs> no seriously we'll just like trade off on and on because it'll be so much easier here soon so anyway yep <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like I had, honestly, I didn't have anything in particular, like, other than the hat thing, because it just happened yesterday, and I was, like, reeling from it. Um, oh, I, I was looking through the notes that I wrote, which, of course, I wrote, <gasps> okay, um. Go ahead. <laughs> I was looking through the notes that I wrote as, <sighs> oh my god. You're in, honestly, a horror <laughs> set. Like, the call is coming from inside. I don't know how you live in this place. So <laughs> lots of dogs at all times. It's just a lot of barking, including my own, probably more than the others, to be honest, because Lorelei feels some kind of way about anyone else existing outside of the realm of her own world. She's like, so I don't see your request here in my pile. And it's fine. Like maybe it just got lost. It's who can say? Like, writing with paws is difficult. I get it. No thumbs. Fine. But <laughs> writing like... with paws and stuff. I hear you. Okay. So, anyway. You I'm wrote going, notes. I'm going to my notes, <laughs> as I am apt to do. And um, I was looking at the conditions for employment in, like, other countries at this time. And SOFA sponsorship, which is the Status of Armed Forces Agreement, is almost, like, required for anything that involves basically working on a u.s base anywhere abroad mm -hmm, and i was looking mm -hmm, at mm -hmm. you know the ones in england and this is and that and then we're all like oh are you like sofa sponsored and i was like well i mean i have my own couch so <laughs> you can say that don't call me a baller <laughs> so but i wrote something about the sofa sponsorship not including a couch and i was like rude rude <laughs> um yeah i will bring my own sofa if that helps i mean i have one you don't does that make it easier, better? Because, like, it's a little cheaper, right? Like, I have my own, so... And it's a sleeper couch. It's, like, a two-for-one special. <laughs> it's a sleeper. It's a gentle. And, yeah, um, but when I mentioned notes, Hannah gasped loudly. Yes. Not so, so... I was going to say this off-pod, and I remembered that we need to actually have these kind of conversations on the pod, because sure. too frequently, it's a problem that many have brought up and no one has addressed um too frequently we have hilarious conversations and then we don't record oh, right. them because we're just talking so in an effort to stem that flow i am going to tell you what i would have told emma 20 minutes ago here we are here we are ready okay so we were talking about how sometimes we make we make a lot of pop culture references in our day to day but sometimes we'll just say something funny and it's really really insulting because people all the time say, where'd you hear that? Where'd you get that? What's 
that from? And do you know what it's from? My mind, okay? It's from my head. It's not in my mind and in my head. This is where we all came from, okay? It is from my hilarious little braino in between my ears. So shockingly, not everything I say is a reference. And just because it's funny, it doesn't mean I stole it from somewhere because I'm a creative. I digress. Okay. The point being, yeah. here's the point. So I was saying, point. we were just laughing back and forth about how we're hilarious, you know, cut to <laughs> pretty much half of our podcast going, <laughs> we're so funny and witty. <laughs> Do you guys love us yet? <laughs> Do you love it? <laughs> so we were doing that. And I was like, but what I will say is female comedians are sometimes letting the side down. Yeah. And here's why. So I was watching, I was not watching. I was scrolling through Netflix trying to watch something because there is a dark hole of nothing to watch on TV right now. And I happened to scroll past a comedian. Her name's Megan, okay? And Megan, she was making a joke about how her friends are settling. So I will relay to you what she said. Okay. And as I was watching it, I thought, this is why the misogynists are winning. Okay. okay. This is why. Reason number ben- 235. <laughs> Megan. I wrote it on my list. <laughs> because, because that, this is what the men need on their petitions okay. to present to the governments to say women are not fun. Women are not fungi. <laughs> I mean, the song does go white boy, not, not us. They're not, not white funky. Women. We're not, um, we're not included. Women are not, see, we're funny right now. Women are not funny. That's what the petitions say. And if right. the men find out, we can shapeshift that going to tell the church. So anyway, that's, Megan a, the that's a reference. <laughs> not a reference. Fungi. <laughs> so, here we are. So. So Megan the Comedian was talking about how all of her friends are settling down. Cut to 99.9% of jokes right now. Everyone's having babies, getting married, blah, 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 and I'm eating nachos. Like, we get it. Like, many of us are in that same space. Like, cool. So interesting. So anyway, it's a great cultural observation there. So, (laughs) wow, so witty. So anyway, she was saying... All of my friends are settling down and some of them are just settling. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, you know, we all know those couples. We've seen them. You've seen them. Some of your friends. And one person is just like way hotter and cooler than the other person. And do you know what I like to call those couples? Chocolate covered raisins. Okay. (laughs) Like. You could put those two together if you want, but why would you? Like, why would you? And I just sat back and I thought, chocolate covered raisins. I mean, there's a whole wide world of analogies. A lot of them. Chocolate covered raisins. And it's just, it's not that funny. Like it's, and this is why I'm disappointed. Like, listen, I'm not turning on my own, okay? Female forever. But... Rise up. <laughs> Beat the patriarchy one boob at a time. 
<laughs> one bare nipple at a time. Um, and, <laughs> and the oppression. Free Uggs for all. You know, that's the blaze that's the basic you platform. Hope, man. You really that's the hope. basic platform. So <laughs> who among us is not supporting <laughs> <Truly>. that? <laughs> so anyway, but I just I sat there and thought, like, you're giving the men what they want. <laughs> you're proving that women aren't funny. Honestly, I think that if Drew F. Wallow were to have a, her own stand-up, I think that I'd be okay with that. I think she's funny. But I've said that before and I'll say it again. I think most comedians aren't funny because so many of them rely on timing that they don't have. And a lot of them are so derivative. Like, right. what are you talking about that's that? Or like, oh, my friends are settling because one person in the couple is less hot. Okay. Where's the joke? Where are we going? Where is this journey taking us? We're on the metaphorical train tracks. Where are we headed? Well, and you know, what are my options? Like, I'm hotter than everybody. I have to date somebody. <laughs> what am I going to do? Die alone? <laughs> like, hello? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, I'm settling. But, like, I think I'm more of a malt bowl than I am. Okay, about, like, yeah. <laughs> I can only date humans and not superhumans. <laughs> oh, it. my gosh. <laughs> America's not real. Okay, bye. That's bye. America's ass. Yeah. Um, Keep it. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, we all saw the Instagram leak. We're fine. <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like, we're fine. <laughs> Where did the white men get the egos? Where are they okay. going <laughs> No, I actually, I have a ban. Um, I have a full sanction list for this. Okay. And no, I'm not making light of sanctions. But yes, I am using sanctions in a funny way. Sanctioned. Separately. <laughs> Sanctioned. Exactly. So men are no longer allowed to buy gray sweatpants i need collectively <laughs> the world okay the world over i need you at the till to say no to the man who tries to buy the gray sweatpants i need you know like when they collect like banned books and they burn them i yeah. need that i need that energy directed at gray sweatpants that men own okay we can see the lizard on the rock okay and no one asked to see them no one came to your little tank and was like can i see your lizard like no one asked no one wanted to no, no one was curious honestly no one and to be frank i don't know what it says about you that you walk out of the house knowing that your lizard is just like present and and not awake like asleep and present and you're just like carrying it around with you all day being like hey look at me going about my job look at me going about my day look at my lizard like i would love for that lizard to re-camouflage itself i would i would just direct you to the jeans aisle <laughs> i would just wow damn left. we love her nope nope yep keep going so pants nope 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 those aren't for no, you. Those aren't for you. I'm going to say things that aren't for the boys. <laughs> Sandals. Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> she just made another one recently where she was like, clothing. What For what? Where are you going? That You need clothing. Where are you going? Get home. Go inside. Weekends. 
they're not for you. <laughs> so you anyway. can tell me you don't like her, but she's prime reference material. <laughs> I don't like her, but I'm glad that you do because thank it's you. fun to quote her to you. Yes, thank you. Okay. But the point is, right. gray sweatpants are for the girls. Right. This is, oh, it's, it's, I'm sorry, but so saith, so saith I, and so saith Hannah. And I, and, and other oligarch. people who also say it, <laughs> I have political power as an oligarch, and therefore, I'm uh, sorry, I didn't say it, I declared it. I, so, I didn't say okay, it. can I just tell you, the youth, yeah, are gonna be in such a dark place. Okay. I was at work, oh, here yeah. I was at work again, you know, me <laughs> in the slit and salt mines. Um, <laughs> I was at work again. <laughs> And another day. Can you believe Iron it? Fist fully clenched. Here we go. Five days a week. I was at work. And so basically, I was sat there and somebody was talking about like a software thing or like a detection issue. And I looked and I went, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. So in conclusion, we are not paid enough. <laughs> And by not enough, we mean not at all, which is a crime. <laughs> which honestly is a huge crime. Free work is should not be legal. It's not. As far as I'm concerned, and here we are working. So for free work, but um, you better work, chick. Um, that was also free. So <laughs> subscribe to our Patreon. check out our SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, well. I guess we're ready. Oh my goodness, I hope so, because I can't tell you how disjointed we have felt, <laughs> us empaths, determining that we have felt stressed and disjointed so far. So yeah, let's let's There's no cohesion. crack so. on. Let's, let's <laughs> we'll crack it this wall, wall not open. I'm just really happy that my complex fellows cooperated during the audio portion of this podcast. We had to go union to get them all to take a break at the Guys, same time. It was an unbelievable coordination. I I hear you. I do. I don't want to is the problem. So. <laughs> listen, listen. I hear you. <laughs> do you see where I'm going with this? I can hear you. I can hear you. <laughs> Have you seen those videos that are like the life of an upstairs neighbor? And it's like a girl like sitting on the edge of her bed. Yeah. And she like straps on these chunky heels and she goes into the kitchen and she's like, chunk, 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 chunk. She's like changing the table multiple times and she's like moving it around. I love that video. I'm like, real ones. Um, So yeah, my upstairs neighbor is honestly here and not giving that much trouble, but everybody else does. So so my tea this week is, <laughs> right. as we said, international travel yeah. internationally to international destinations. International. International. I'm not internationally known, but I'm known. We know I international. Rest. <laughs> I can't remember the rest. But I'm known to something, keep the something grown. Oh. Great. We're doing so great. We have to move on. Or we could be here. <laughs> I'm not internationally no yeah anyway, anyway so <laughs> I'm think I gotta, of it. in about an hour I'm gonna get a text telling me what the rest of the lines are yeah so. um or you'll get a voice note so <laughs> let me tell the story first and okay. then I'll tell the sub story so Luke and I my husband we went on vacation which is basically holiday. unheard of we went on holiday celebrate <laughs> yeah we 
shit. And here's why. Because COVID sucks. And no, we sure. haven't been on a holiday in years. Y'alls. And y'alls so, and y'alls, darling. Y'alls and y'alls. Yes. We didn't yes. have a cop, y'all. We, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we didn't have any sort of holiday because, like the rest of the world, you know, there were various travel restrictions in place. So, right, right, right. Suffice it to say, we went on holiday for basically a long weekend. And honestly, it was so nice. So, we went to. Mm. Italy. Italy. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's where we went. <laughs> the extent of our Italian knowledge. Thank you. I <laughs> uh, speak second most Italian. So <laughs> you don't speak Italian. I said second most. So anyway, we went to Cinque Terre, which is basically a region in on the northwest coast, kind of close to Pisa. Mm-hmm. And it has Pizza. five villages. Cinque, uh, and basically they're connected uh, by like a mountainous walking path. Mm-hmm. But we took the train, my guy. We took the train. Walking. So, You're so funny. <laughs> oh it's like a long walk. I'm just telling you. So we saw this. Sign. Know, I'm sorry, but we need to revel in this for a moment because Hannah used to be the kind of person who was like, "Oh my god, like we'll just walk," and it's five miles. No, 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 no. <laughs> Hear me. I'm still that I'm still that guy. Okay. This was a long walk for me. So I'm quite down to walk anything under like 15 miles. I'm I'm there. I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. I'm good. So we saw this sign and Google said like, oh, it's like an hour and a half walk. And we were like, oh, that's kind of long. Like, I don't know if we want to do that. You know, what Mm -hmm. what else is it looking like? And, and this is just to connect the first of the two villages. And so we looked at this little sign close to the path and it said 2.5. And we're like, oh, like it's only 2.5 kilometers more than likely because we're in Europe. So mm-hmm. that, that seems fine. Like that's so short. I wonder why Google said it was so long. So we went back to have like a coffee and Luke had a little bit of lunch. I had two coffees. Do uh, <laughs> it, if you will. It's <laughs> It wasn't my lunch, it was my snack. So <laughs> I, we were sitting at the at the restaurant and I looked it up again on like one of the travel websites to see like the actual totality of the path. It was two and a half hours on oh. the side. So <laughs> it was like a really long walk. Wow. And I I am a long walker, as Emma will attest. Yes. I love I love a long walk. Um but I just like emotionally couldn't commit to that. <laughs> that I, I, I'll do ten miles or less. That's my cap, personally. Like, no, and great. my cap's bigger than that, and still, and still, right to jail. No. It was a no. You, so, go, lock yourself up. Get it. You know, lock yourself up. Betrayal. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, we were in Italy for just about five days, and it was lovely. the The villages were like. If you've ever seen a painting of the Mediterranean with like the colored villas like mm-hmm. on the coast and like a beautiful blue water, mm. it looked exactly like that. Azure. <laughs> Azure. Um, and can I just say, there was a gluten-free pizza place. Oh, okay. Hannah texted me as soon as she found it. I would just like to point out. like, <laughs> I just don't think people get it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you understand. Okay, the first night, for example, we went to a vegan place because I knew 
That was the only place that they were going to not only understand that I didn't want milk in something, but also that I wasn't going to like gravely insult the people who were cooking the food by going, can you change this? <laughs> so I, I really Grazie. try not to be. Grazie, prego. I really try not to be like a horrible traveler. And by that, I mean, if I can eat something the way that someone would prepare it naturally, or if I cannot be trouble, basically, I will, I will do that. Mm -hmm. But with my autoimmune disease, it's really, really hard. And so some of you might ask, why go to Italy then? And I'll tell you, because if I lived by my food allergy, I would go nowhere. That's okay. True. So anyway, I digress. We found, oh, Right. We went to the vegan place the first night and it was Poor vegan. Luke. <laughs> like <laughs> he hated it. <laughs> he hated it. He had a vegan burger. <laughs> he had a vegan burger and he was like, Peh. <laughs> I object. Poor and Luke. I noted his objection for the record and moved on. But that's <laughs> great. Love that. Thank you for informing me. Oh my gosh, thank you. I'll write it down. Anyway. I'll write it down. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. That? <laughs> You're just motioning in the air. I'm totally writing it down right now. Writing it down. <laughs> Taking a note. So anyway, we we found the vegan place the first night. He hated it. Sure. And thankfully, we found the gluten-free pizza place the next day. And it we ate there twice because it was so good. Like I don't think I can express to you what it's like to have pizza in Italy. Like pizza in New York it's iconic. It's a thing. People, yep. you know, mm -hmm. New York style pizza, people love it. It is spit on the feet of Italian pizza. Okay. Pizza. <laughs> pizza. Literally. <laughs> I was near pizza eating pizza. pizza. It was a whole thing. It's a, it was a vibe. A whole thing. So anyway, it was, <laughs> it was magical. It was mm -hmm. lovely. I had a great time, but referencing my earlier story, I came back and basically the whole time I'm in Italy, there are three things that I try to learn in any language that I, for anywhere I travel. Um, and that is please, thank you. And either hi or sorry, depending on which is less complicated. And <laughs> That's so, too many words. I'm just gonna say hello multiple times. <laughs> hello, 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 hello. 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 <laughs> I eat oranges. Eat the orange. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, why do we have the same brain? That's embarrassing. So anyway, I love it. It's fine. So anyway, I, I was constantly saying buongiorno or buonasera or ciao, ciao. And ciao, my darling. very British husband said, ciao. And then no, he said, ciao. Um, he went to say grazie a lot and bless him. He, he was trying really hard, but he has grazie. quite a thick accent. So he was like, Grazie. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, is he trying? You're doing amazing, sweetie. Oh, grazie. You're doing so great, darling. Molto bene. Anyway, so, but basically I was walking in and leaving going, grazie, prego, grazie, ciao. And so someone handed me something my first day back at work and I went, grazie. Thank you. Thank you for your assistance. <laughs> Are you afraid of the Italian, darling? You're afraid of it? No. <laughs> You're scared of the Italian words? You cannot say them in the England? Say three words in Italian right now. Go. Arrivederci, buonasera, grazie. That was four words. Good job. <laughs> that was more than four words, Buonasera right? is one word combined. 
Arrivederci. Arrivederci. Buonasera. Buonasera. Grazie. Grazie. You said three words. Buonasera, it's a co- compound. Any weird. Buonasera can be spelled with both of them together. Uh, unless Duolingo is lying to me, the way it spells it every single time is buonasera. It's one big <laughs> Did word. Did you lie to me? <laughs> I'm sorry, just an owl. Did you? You lied. Lied. To me? To me? <laughs> So anyway. I'm just so not appreciated in my own time. Can I just tell you? <laughs> Let me just say, like, first of all, we are continuously insulted by assuming that we <laughs> aren't funny, which is just a bold face lie. Not an italicized face lie. Not an underlying it's face bold. lie. It's bold. Okay. It's the right profile. <laughs> it's it's exactly the right profile. Left profile? We don't know her. We don't, we don't know her. We never met her. Old. And it's like, I'm not into it. So, so um, speaking of Italy... <laughs> Unrelated, unbelievably coincidentally, just like, just bring it up. Italy. I have a news. And Italy is a large proponent of that news. It's actually probably the star of that news, if you ask me. You could say they're the mayor. <laughs> it's the mayor. And I am just a humble constituent. <laughs> You just drove in and she's the mayor. <laughs> and I was like, wow, Italy, like, what are you doing here? I had no idea that you would be here. That's so crazy. And I'm like, Didn't oh my you God, know? you <laughs> me in the same coffee shop. Who'd have thunk? <laughs> Who would have thought that? Espresso, prego. Okay, so I, Emma Brennan Cassidy, who has for the last three months sent out innumerable applications. Honestly, we can't numerable them. But they're not numerable. <laughs> they're the opposite of numerable. They are unable to be numbered. There's a lot of them. Lots. That's what numerable means. <laughs> I, I think I probably did close to 70 applications a week. If we're going like, to- Again, that's an estimate though. We can't number them. Oh no, spitballing. And I don't even like to spitball. I think it's gross, but I'm doing it right now. <laughs> so there, I don't know. <laughs> Womb. So, Womb. Um, so I- what what was it like i don't even know a couple of weeks ago now almost um yeah mental yeah. so wow. i have accepted a position with the prestigious general dynamics it in vicenza italy hey! vicenza. i'm moving to vicenza <laughs> Ciao, bella. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't, I, I, the, the government still employs me. I love you. You're so great. I need you to pay me. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, so, yeah. we have been beyond the moon. We're not just over it. We're like, we're close to Venus at this point. And she called me at work and she was telling me about it. And I was like, you, you're moving to Italy. You me. right now. You, you, you. You're moving an hour and a half away by flight. You. Me. <laughs> and um, can I just say that I, the ever supportive best friend, That's true. was talking to my husband about how excited I was for her. And I'm like, she's going to love Italy. Honestly, <laughs> they have so many vineyards. She's going to be so happy. And he's like, Hannah, <laughs> did you literally just say that Emma is going to love a country because they make wine? And I'm like, yeah, Emma um, loves wine. <laughs> hello. Okay, can we just talk about how badly Emma needs to leave the country because she's drinking beer right now. <laughs> this is an ale, and I have to tell you, it's it's low. This is low for me. This is um, a low point. 
So, uh, <laughs> I mean, like, I am below the bar low, like, ready to go. So, um, yeah, as of May 22nd, I will be on a flight to Vicenza. Me. <laughs> it's like the Lizzie McGuire movie, but with people that are real. <laughs> Sing to me, Paolo. You're going to have to play your own twin. Honestly, fine. I'll be the brunette. <laughs> she can be the blonde. It's fine. It'll work for years to come. Emma and Isabella. Emma and Isabella. Sing, Sing to me, Paolo. Paolo. <laughs> uh, this is why we're better than Gen Z. So, you Just know, you're not going to So, anyway, um, yeah, that's 68 days from today that we're recording. I will be on a flight. Who's counting? Who's, Who's counting, though? I mean, personally. So, can we just tell the people how jazzed you are? Like, how excited you are? Because I, I don't think people get it. I don't think it's even really hit me yet, to be honest. Like, I my I can't, I can't think about anything else. There's nothing else on my mind except for moving and this, like, security cert that I have to do, which I know that I'll get. Like, I have a course next week on it. I had a mo- that day that they told me I had to get it. I, like, panicked. Because I, I thought I only had like 30 days and I was like freaking out. But anyway, I digress. I'm like, I'm leaving the country. I'm leaving and I'm going to be living, residing personally, me, Emma, in Italy. Like, I don't. I'm eating my own hands. I'm so excited. I, I, I'm like, I, I can't. <laughs> So I have routinely texted her like every couple of days. I'm like, I don't know if you know or not, but you're moving to Europe. So, hey, um, quick note, just in case like you weren't aware. I'm not over it. I don't know how you are. Here's the other thing though. And I just like to bring it up every time something like this happens because it happened when I moved to the UK. The same thing happened to Emma. So many people, and we talked about it earlier on the pod um, many moons ago, maybe in like January. So many people were like, Emma, maybe just like dream smaller if you could. Could you just like pick a point, preferably in Virginia, and just like live there and just get over this whole like dream? Air quote dream. Um, they did say those things to me. They said it about New York as well, which was much smaller, in my opinion. It was very much like, oh, like, 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 why do you want to like, so, so, so there's so many people that cannot fathom the idea of living in another country. And they're like, why would you want that? And I'm like, why don't you want that? Like, why? And I think a lot of people don't ever, like, place themselves in another place like that, because they think that they can't do it inherently. And it was just never like that for Hannah and I. It was always just like, it was always very much like, no, that's the goal. And that's what I'm going to do. Like, come hell, high water, high water jeans. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm going. And I am. Just going. And don't you worry, kids. If you're sitting out there like your Auntie Hannah was thinking, somehow this chick is going to find a way to date an American. She's going (laughs) to go out of her way to ruin lives. (laughs) And date an American. Don't panic. Okay? We've already signed an ironclad agreement. Trust and believe it was one of the first things Hannah said. <laughs> I think it was like two minutes in. I was like really excited. And then I was like down to the T's and C's and details. We, <laughs> Emma will be harshly sanctioned if she dates an American. Um, 
And she can really afford some steep fines now. So let me tell you, <laughs> they are going to hurt. Okay. They are going I... to be like Prada leaving Russia. It's going to hurt. Okay. I've had a lot of people. I think I, I would akin it more to Adidas leaving Russia. Much more painful. They were not ready for the tracksuits to be gone, but they didn't even know. They didn't know. So I have no desire to date anyone who yes. has, t okay, in general, yes, but <laughs> an American ever that has ties back to the States, it would be like, so what do you think about moving to like Montana? Do you know where all my family is in Florida? Do you like Florida? You can go. Have so much fun. Have so much oh fun. Oh my gosh. There. Book a flight. Pop off get this. on there. Get on that Delta go. flight. Jump go. on it. Jump, Jump on, on it. it. I'm like, going to stay here. I'm going to go. stay way over here. <laughs> so in conclusion, we've already laid down the ground rules, but I just want to mark this moment in time for maybe three and a half months from now when Emma goes, listen, uh, you don't He's get it. <laughs> He's different. Oh, sure. When Vincent cuts his ear off, he's an artist. But when I do it, I'm crazy. <laughs> I don't want to date an American. I've had enough. I had. I dipped my spoon in that bowl. If. I, if it's good. I, I ate that cereal. I was like, you know what? Like, this is so great. But I think I'm ready to move on to, like, buttered toast. We're beyond the cereal stage. For example, she had... American Taco Bell. And she thought to herself, I love this burrito. And then she went to an authentic Mexican restaurant and she smelled the 100% beef and she tasted the sumptuous flavors. And she thought to herself, you know, I can actually go for Taco Bell still. That would be exactly what this would be. Okay. <laughs> we are moving you away from everything Bye. toxic. Bye. Yes. And we I are. can't wait for it. I'm. I can't wait for it. I do jazz hands on the regular, and to be honest, I don't really have anyone here that I can like talk to about it. Can we just talk about the inevitable out of the woodwork people? It's already started. It is like, begun. <sighs> they do this. They did this when I was in Georgia. They did the Hannah when she moved. They do this every time. They're like, "Hey, so <laughs> I've known you. I know <laughs> we're at a wedding. I've known. I know that you're." leaving yeah with this guy <laughs> i know that you're leaving he's, on a plane he, he's the peak we cannot get better than this <laughs> i know that you're leaving on a plane like tomorrow hear me out i just want to throw it out there here it is what do you think catch it what do you think look at it <laughs> <laughs> what if you don't what if you just like stay here with no commitment for me but like a vague knowledge that i like the way you look wow I mean, like, interesting. Yes, I, I am still technically married, not yet divorced. It's it's fine. We're working on it. But like, but like, potentially, I could see myself maybe with someone like you. And so yeah. I just feel like and like you're here. So it's convenient for me derail um, your life. Like, what are your thoughts? Give me what? Thoughts. <laughs> thoughts. Um, so tempting. <laughs> oh I made a pro con list. You wouldn't believe um, <laughs> five seconds in my head. But to be honest, and shocking. Shockingly, I was shocked. Everyone was shocked. Weren't you all shocked? We were shocked. I, unprecedented, you could say. <laughs> unprecedented. There were no precedents. No, so. zero precedents were set. This is these were not precedented times. 
the the cons won. <laughs> the cons they just barely, just barely edged ahead. Just, just edge it out, scoot it out of the way. It was like actually, I don't think you should do that. So just thought like at this time, no. <laughs> But like I'll totally reevaluate in like yeah. six months. Thank yeah, you yeah, so yeah, much. Yeah. Thank you. Well, like observe my performance. Your what role. if I like came to visit? No, don't speak. Yours. <laughs> what? Coming. I gotta go. <laughs> Beep. Oh, that's my taxi. That's my what? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> my phone's ringing. I need to go. Sorry, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> like holding your hand up and just shaking it. At them. <laughs> Oh you could how you could never use that if you couldn't roll your tongue. You can never do that. You can never do it. It's my pager. I've never heard a pager like that. It's very unique. I know. It's custom made. It's custom made. So, but they've already started. I've already had a DM or two of them being like, "Hey, so I saw your post. Too about late to apologize. I think that is so cool. Like, I'm so excited for you. I'm so jazzed. That's amazing. Um, I love that for you. I was actually just thinking to myself, hey, what if what if I ask him out? I mean, like, it's so crazy because I've known you for two years and I've never expressed an interest in you until now. <laughs> um, but PowerPoint. But I see that you're no longer going to be an option in my life. And that doesn't sit right with me as a man. (laughs) And so therefore, would you like to go out? And I, I was tempted. Let me tell you. When you're, when you're someone's someone's last resort before you leave. (laughs) The allure. Does anything feel better than that? The absolute allure. I was like, Wow. Um, I never even thought this would happen to me. I've been waiting for this for never. And it's so crazy. So um, I have marked my calendar. Never. So many times. 31st. It's, it's, it never came to pass. And shockingly. So I'm I didn't like, get it. It must be a mind thing. I guess I'll just have to like respectfully decline. That's, but it's like, it was this close. I was like this close saying yes. Um, maybe if I was like staying. It would be a yes. So it's a no. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm not staying. I don't know if you missed that part where I'm leaving. Leaving that way. It's just giving me Alexis and Ted all over again. I mean. Will you marry me? Oh my God. Yes. Except I'm leaving. So I just don't think I should. Right. So wait. Are you gonna marry me if I were staying? Yeah, hundred a thousand times yes. Oh my gosh, yeah. But but like I'm leaving, like, so it's a no. Yes, I'm so glad we agree. <laughs> so you see my point, right? Right, we're here. So um, we'll see what happens with the rest of them. I'm I'm creating a tally. There's a dartboard with each. There's spreadsheets. <laughs> There's at least two Excels, so I'm moving to Italy, guys. And Emma if you know me, is moving to Europe in 68 days. And it was just 82 days, so time is flying. Just Time's a second ago, it's a ticking away. It's going, and it's just like I know that we say this all the time, but it's such a reminder. I think to like don't. Don't let people limit you to what you're going to be able to do and mm-hmm. don't 
think small and settle for chocolate covered raisins just because you like <laughs> think that you aren't qualified. Do you know what I mean? Like right. Emma got a fantastic job with a fantastic company, but if it hadn't been that one, like it would have been a different one. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it would have happened. I just think too often, especially as women, we let ourselves be boxed into these tiny corners of like, Oh, I just, you know, I'll just get a job and I'll just like stay there. But if you want to move, if you want to go somewhere, if you want to do something like pop off, sis, do it. Make it happen. Make it happen. Speaking of which. Yeah. Topic of our main episode. Right. Speaking of working, as Kim Kardashian so wisely told us recently. Make nobody, it. Nobody wants to work anymore. Just get off your butt and work. <laughs> so I've said this quote before, but I do it all the time, often by myself. And it's a Bethany Frankel quote from Real Housewives of New York. Mm-hmm. And she was being threatened on a reunion, basically, that someone would mention something that she didn't want talked about. She was like, mention it! Mention it all! Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's mention hustle culture. Hustle culture. Hashtag girl boss. Hashtag grind. Hashtag... Hashtag get off grinder. You're no, sleep till Brooklyn. Hashtag... Go to sleep. Try it. You'll like it. <laughs> Hashtag, perhaps we should talk about your sleeping pattern. <laughs> um, so this is a recent, actually, it's not a recent phenomenon, but it's getting more attention as time goes on because Gen Z is like, hey, um, we don't want to do that. And the rest of us are like, what? So <laughs> um, big shockers there. But we're going to let Wendy bring us in to our main portion. And then Hannah and I will talk like we always do with our infinite wisdom. And our mouths. Get out of here, Wendy. The tea is exceptionally good today. <laughs> Who made this? Mmm, very delicious. <laughs> okay, first of all, it's very rude of whoever just texted you. <laughs> um, I'm, do you want me to be honest right now? That's an Uber Eats notification. <laughs> Can I just tell you, that was my pager. make all the boy pagers go (laughs) if you don't know now you know so here's the real thing yeah emma proposed this idea and i counter proposed yes (laughs) i thought about it i gathered my i did a pro con list (laughs) we made mood boards it was a yes we we wrote down every aspect that we did and didn't like and this time the pros outweighed the cons unlike with wedding boy and with everybody in my dms right now so we want to dive into this because okay i'm gonna explain the birth of this brainchild i follow a subreddit and it's called linkedin lunatics and if you've ever been on linkedin it's it's something it really people is. People who use LinkedIn as their primary form of social media have like a serious personality issue. It's like molding into Facebook thirst trap, insert fake motivational story culture. Here it comes. Like something is happening on LinkedIn. So, it's <laughs> happening. So, for instance, I screenshotted one guy who's like a congressional rep for Florida, I think. Um, Republican. Oops. I think that kind of went without saying, but he said, Florida no man. Ma- he said, no matter what happens with Ukraine, Fauci should go to prison for the rest of his life. 
And I was like, who? Fauci. 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 The medical guy from, he's like the, the doctor that was working during COVID with Trump. And he's like federally employed. I don't know what his actual title is. You know who I'm talking about? No, you're just saying words. You're you like, know, you know who COVID. this guy is. He's the guy that was. Like, <laughs> you know, I le- I abdicated America. Okay, I don't know. Here, hang on. Anthony Remember Fauci. that bubble that we talked about, where America thinks it's the most important country in the world, and everyone just knows what you're talking about. Anthony Fauci, chief medical advisor to the president of the United States. Okay. And okay. he, we're mad this at guy. because... No, we're not mad at him. Do you recognize him? Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> during the height of COVID, he was the one who was like, you should be wearing masks. We need to get the vaccine out. He's advocating, right? Okay, so we're mad at him because of no, we're medical not mad at tyranny. We're not, well, because they of are mad. They are, yes. Anti-vaccine. Yes. People that are like, COVID isn't real and or it was taken too seriously think that Fauci basically committed crimes against the state or the country because he infringed on their first amendment rights and this isn't that so wait wait wait. so his tweet was regard tell me he said irregardless he didn't tell me he did i wish tell i could tell you did. that i'm gonna just say that see that for him <laughs> he totally did he said no matter what happens in ukraine Fauci should go to prison for the rest of his life and i was just i read it and i was like Apples, tequila. This is the connection. <laughs> AKA not a one. A tree branch. <laughs> like, <laughs> apples and carburetor. I don't, how did we get there? How? <laughs> Where is it? There were two roads in front of you. And somehow. <laughs> Which one do I want? They're so similar. Um, so I posted this to the subreddit and I only mention it because that's not related to hustle culture, but it said, it's me, really not. <laughs> it said me down the rabbit hole of the subreddit as soon as I posted. Okay. It. Okay. okay. Now we're that we've connected the dots. We're back 360 moment. We're here again. The so, apple and the carburetor all make sense now. <laughs> here we are. I start going through the posts and a lot of them are this idea of like, it's polls being like, how early do you wake up? The earliest being two in the morning, the latest being eight in the morning. And people in the comments are like, I get up at three in the morning because it makes me more productive. Or, you know, I actually just like don't sleep most of the time. I can only get like two hours on average and I like, I want to be working. And it'll be posts from these people on LinkedIn being like, so I know that you're not working 16 hours and here's why you're wrong. If you want to be a successful entrepreneur or successful in your field, it's mostly business people that are saying these things then you need to be working in like 16 hour days. Like the grind don't stop. I don't want people who aren't willing to work overtime. Like I don't. And it's just this idea of like work is your life. Did you know that in Japan, they have this culturally inculcated to the point that it's very, very acceptable to just fall asleep places because you can't go home until after your boss goes home, which is often later than their boss. So essentially your normal work day might start at eight but you won't leave until 10 p.m. And then like, you'll just fall asleep on the train and you work at like 90 hour weeks. But people are like choosing to do that and yeah. to perpetuate it here yeah. anyway. So it, it's, I find it quite disturbing. It's very girl boss culture, like very MLM, set your own hours, but at the same time, like never stop Make working. your dreams come true. 
And it's a lot of these guys who were like idolizing people like Warren Buffett and other like business moguls. And they're like, oh, well, they got up at three in the morning to work. And I'm like, yeah, that's because they're meeting with people in China and they need to be awake to talk to them as CEOs. They also did cocaine and right. had naps on their yachts. Like how closely are you going to align your life with theirs? So I saw a bunch <laughs> of these posts and it made me think about the toxicity of hustle culture and how so many people are working for companies whose leadership believe these tenants and want people to basically abandon all aspects of life outside of the company. I just think like, I mean, maybe it's because for the first time in my life, I don't work for a state run entity, but I just think if your company doesn't have a work-life balance in their ethos, like in the way that they talk about how you should be working there. Hey, you know, you should be taking holiday. Here's our holiday package. Hey, you should be, you know, having social events outside of work. Hey, you should be leaving at the end of your work day. Mm -hmm. Like they don't care about human rights because what's the difference between a 60 hour week at Wall Street and a sweatshop other than the conditions? Mm -hmm. Like you're just pushing people into an unsustainable place. Now, granted, most sweatshops have other human rights violations. But At least two. It's so many. But but the point being, like, why are you trying to emulate a culture of like excessive overworking? Mm-hmm. What's the benefit? Because the net benefit, if you actually look at statistics on this, of getting up really, really early or working really, really late productivity wise is very low. Right. I mean I work with students all the time who are trying to enter the finance sector. And first of all, red flag. And second of all, they're talking about like, you get paid like mad money, but that's because you're working a hundred hours a week. Yeah. Like you don't have a life outside of this company. You don't even have the opportunity to enjoy the fruits of your labor. And these people are like, they're, they say they're okay with it because they want to perpetuate this lifestyle to everybody else. Like, oh, I make $300,000 a year, um, but I also like, I don't get to go anywhere or do anything, but they don't talk about that, you know? And also like Wolf of Wall Street, if that taught us anything, it's that people are snorting cocaine to be able to function. Well, and there's kind of, there's this culture as well that is, I think, getting more and more pervasive amongst, I would even say younger people of like chasing the dollar. Mm-hmm. And there's a real change between our generation and theirs. And the, our generation was very fixated on the passion of work. Yeah. So we need to be enjoying what we're doing. And it it's important to us to have a purpose. And you know, the generation before us and the boomers, they were much more so fixated on just making ends meet. So like, do I have enough to live? Like, yeah. do I have enough to, to buy a house? Do I have enough for basic life functions? And we were more like, oh, I need to feel passionate about my work. You know, I want to be like Bob Ross. I want to be so happy every day that I get to come to work and do this, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed, at least with my colleagues that are Gen Z, it's very financially focused. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do an aggressive amount of work, but I will do an aggressive amount of work if it means that I make really, really good money. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I was saying this to someone earlier in the week. I'm like, I get it if you haven't walked a mile in those shoes, but as someone who's had to do ridiculously long shifts mm-hmm. because of the money that I earned, it comes to a point where it's just not worth it. Like mm-hmm. it's so cool for like a week, but it's not sustainable. Like working 12 hour days or 16 hour days 
for a long period of time and not having any downtime and any break, it just, it's not as sexy as the, you know, the big pound sign or dollar sign makes it sound mm-hmm. like, like you won't have a life and yeah. you won't save as much money as you think you will. Like you'll end up spending it on really stupid stuff. Well, yeah, because like now you're like almost desperate to find a high and I personally find that through retail therapy. So yeah, big danger sign ahead there so far. I mean, like I used to work 70 hour weeks when I was in the military and I only got paid what 40 K a year. And now this new company, my shifts right now, I mean, of course, is always subject to customer change. Like it's dependent on like what the customer wants. But right now it's eight hours, uh, eight hours a day, five days a week. So a normal 40 hour week. And that's six figures. And I'm just saying like, yeah, they might make me work longer shifts. But I think I'm not entering into it, assuming that that's going to be what happens. Like I accept that might happen, but I think a lot of people accept that culture because of the end result, or because they feel like they have to do it to belong to that industry, to fit into the culture there. And I, it's hard for me to imagine wanting to be a part of a culture that forces me to give up literally everything. Like people will talk about like, oh, I've ruined relationships for this job. And they're like, bragging about it almost and i'm like i feel like you're coping this has to be a coping mechanism i want to talk about what kim kardashian said as well but i just think in general like if you've ever read any biography from even a billionaire they tell you that the money stops having a dopamine effect very quickly Mm -hmm. and that you you're left with the empty house because you drove away the relationships or you're left with the old cars because you can't find a car that you love anymore because the joy of buying is gone and and everything that you have just turns to ash in your mouth because it's not worth having because you have so much Mm -hmm. like there is there is real bliss and joy in enjoying where you're at and the things that you have without going above and beyond to get like the next thing the next biggest and and i think that some of the elements of hustle culture really try to ignore that fact and pretend that like you are going to be happier once you get blah, 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 once you make blah, blah, blah. And like the reality is you're probably not. Hmm. I mean, I asked my friend Mike this, who just entered like a pretty well-paying job that he says he's working like reasonable hours and for maybe a reasonable for him is like 60 hours. I don't know. I don't know the details, but he was talking to a friend of his who works for one of the big four um, financing companies. And there's like, Delawatt, I don't, I don't know who else is on that list. I know that Delawatt's on there, but anyway, it's like investment making basically. And he is talking about how much he's making and he's, Mike is like, oh, like, well, how do you like it? He's like, I'm miserable. I hate it. But, and Mike is like, well, why don't you like find something else? He's like, no, I like my, the money's really good. And it's like, and, and like, what is the point of making a ton of money if you have no quality of life? I just don't understand it. And then people like Kim Kardashian, when she says things like, it seems like nobody wants to work anymore. Just get up off of your ass and work. To me, says you're extremely out of touch, first of all. And second of all, I look at those people and I'm like, what have you done? How have you contributed to society? Shapewear. Um, Here's the thing as well. People... People don't think about the context of what they're saying sometimes. Mm. Like 
in no part did she grow up with any sort of like an underdog situation. Like her mm -hmm. father was a very well-off attorney, even mm -hmm. before OJ. Mm -hmm. They lived in very nice houses. Like they weren't struggling. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like her mm -hmm. mom owned Chanel when she was having kids. Like they were in no way on the struggle bus. And I don't know every in and out of their life, but I can say with a good degree of certainty from what I do know that at no point was her being a hard worker the key to her success. Mm -hmm. Do I think she's a hard worker? Yes, I do. I do think she's a hard worker. And I think you can see that in the way that she's built her businesses. Mm -hmm. Do I think that that is the, the recipe element that separates the people who make all the money from the people who don't make all the money? No. And also, do I think that that's the point? No. Like, like how much money do you have? And you're still going through a very public, terrible divorce. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like what? Okay. Yeah. I mean, right? people act like once you make X amount of money, you're shielded somehow from the woes of the world. And you're usually more unhappy. Yeah. But people don't like to talk about that because it ruins the perception. It's the cool kid in high school syndrome. Like, so when you're in high school or when you're in college here in the UK, you look at kids who are cool and you think like, oh, if only I could be cool. And then the teacher or the counselor, whoever it is that you're crying to, or your mom always tells you the statistic. And it's that people who were really, really cool in high school don't tend to do that well in later life. The prom king doesn't tend to be the president of a company. He doesn't tend to be a CEO. He tends to work like a menial job and he tends to be on like his third marriage. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't tend to do great because there's a peak, right? Mm -hmm. I, I have to think it's the same thing that you might be making 500,000 a year of whatever your chosen currency is, but you're miserable. You don't have any time off and you can't hold a relationship together because you don't care about the person as much as you care about money. Is that a win? Would we call that a win? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think hustle culture has this like hold on us in a way that the way we see it with Gen Z all the time, like you need to chase the dollar. Like you are not successful unless you're making X amount of money, you know, and for boomers, I think that translated to you're not successful unless you have a house, two children and a picket yeah. fence. For millennials, it was you're not successful unless you have genuine passion about what you're doing or you're doing good in some kind of capacity. And for Gen Z, it's yeah, we want to do good, but mostly we want to make a ton of money. And I think that's just because as socials grow and people are getting like Charlie and her sister and the other TikTok stars who've gotten famous because they got in at the right time, you know, making mass amounts of money. These younger kids are seeing that. And those same people, a la the Kardashians, are pushing work hard and you too could. But make think about what you're having to do. Like you are physically monetizing your body, mm -hmm. you're monetizing your memories, you're monetizing every moment of your day by creating content. You are creating an environment where you are the product that you're selling. And yeah, you might make, you know, all the people who talk about like OnlyFans and, and you know, all the different Instagram salaries and like, great, you might be making that money, but you physically don't belong to yourself. You give mm -hmm. up a key element of your life that you have to and are paid to talk about. Mm -hmm. And you get, you don't get to have a fully private life. You don't get to decide, you know, oh, uh, I'm going to take four weeks off and not post anything. Like you are 
giving up part of yourself mm -hmm. for this massive amount of money that you're chasing. And it's the same with TikTok. Like, yeah, great. You know, Charlie and I can't remember the other girl's name, Amelia or whatever her name is. Addison, I think you're thinking of. Yeah. The girl from the movie with that. She's all that that they redid or whatever, right? Oh, yeah. Addison. Yeah. yeah. So you're making all of this money, but you're never going to have a genuine personality because you have to perform for a living. Mm -hmm. So there's always going to be part of you that that stays on. You know what I mean? That like you're looking at a beautiful sunset and you can't just look at it. You have to think about how can I create content from this? How can I take a picture? How can I get myself in front of the sunset? Like you're never just in the moment. So you're giving up a part of yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people realize like, oh, okay, like statistically, I'm not going to be TikTok famous. Fine. But the message that they're getting is let me find something that I can hyper focus on and throw myself at it and nothing else has to matter because once I get that dollar sign, once I make a hundred thousand, once I make 200,000, once I'm making a million dollars a year, which like most people are not going to be doing like to have that goal. Hey, and I have been big, like big proponents of big dreams, like dream big, fine. But if you're finding yourself like sacrificing everything and perpetuating the message that the only way to be successful is to sacrifice everything you are going to burn out and whether or not you're making a lot of money you're going to fail and i don't mean I that in like a mean way but just like it's not sustainable you just can't well, do it i would just also say like money in and of itself isn't going to make you happy so right. if like your dream is to make a certain amount of money like i've heard people say before like oh my dream is to be a millionaire or my dream is to you know earn x amount of money like once you get that then what like right. your whole dream is on achieving this thing for basically status purposes. Like there's no other, there's no tangible benefit to your life. Like mm -hmm. parent as a parent or as a, you know, partner or as a friend, you're not going to bring anybody any more value as a person because you're making that amount of money. Like you might be able to give them stuff or you might be able to do stuff for them, but the fundamental quality of your relationships is never gonna improve because you're making more money. Well, everyone's thinking stuff when they think those kinds of things. They're thinking yeah. the big cars, the expensive clothes, the big parties that everyone wants to go to and not that many people can get into. And it's like, you're doing everything because you want others to see you doing those things. Not because it's genuinely like, have I always dreamed of owning a Chanel purse? Personally, like, no, that's never been like on my dream board. It would be nice because they're nice purses, but why do you want a Chanel purse? So that other people know that you have a Chanel purse. Yeah. That's the whole reason. It has reason. nothing to do with the purse. Has, it's all, it's all Couturias in my opinion. It's like, do other people know that I'm wearing Tom Ford? Okay, then my I'm satisfied. Like I achieved this goal of this $300 blouse, you know, like congrats me. Um, Woohoo! <laughs> I did it, but I think I'm really grateful for the generational divide in the sense that my dream has never been I want to make a ton of money. Like, yeah, I like to make good money. I feel like I've worked hard and I would like to see the fruits of that labor, but where I live, who I'm around, those have been my goals. Yeah. And that's okay. what I that's what I'm pursuing. That's the, the one of the biggest reasons I'm moving to Europe is because I I vibe with that culture. And because Hannah and I have made it a goal of ours to raise families near each other. And for a lot of people, they're like, oh, so you'll move for like your friend, but not for a guy. Yeah. Because this First is a of all, relationship. So. I'm a much better relationship than any of the people who would ask that question. Um, and second of all, yes. Like <laughs> if you're going to move for anybody, honestly, pop off sis, move for your best friend. Like don't move for some schmo that you don't know if you're going to be dating in six months. Right. Move for your best friend that has been with you through a lot. Like, 
And I don't think that's unilateral. Like there are some best friends that I've had in the past that I really shouldn't have made any life choices based on. Right. But in general, like if you're, if you know that your future, you want your future to be tied to a person, then yeah, move for them. Yeah, why not? And that, and it's, there's a lot of benefits here. It's not me being like, well, I must go where Hannah goes. It's like, like she doesn't live in Italy and that's where I'm going. But it puts us a lot closer to each other. And we both separately, we bonded initially over this, but we both separately always wanted to live in Europe. Right. There was never a point in time where I didn't know in my bones that I was going to move abroad. Like there was never a point before I met Emma, before I finished high school, bef mm -hmm. like before, 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 I, I knew that I was not going to live in America. So. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just, if you're one of those people that's like, I'm not working hard enough. I'm not doing this like, enough, enough, enough. Really think about what is your goal? What's the end goal? What is it you're trying to achieve? And then think about why you want that goal. And I think we apply this logic to a lot of things that we talk about. You need to have a why and a good why to one, achieve the goal in any capacity and two, to be satisfied with your, I know Hannah hates this word, but your journey to that goal. She's cringing as we speak, but like, but really, because if I was like, I want to work out a lot, which I used to do, right? Why was I doing that? Was it because I wanted to be in the gym for two hours every day? No, no. it was because I wanted to perpetuate a certain aesthetic to other people. It's and because you wanted other people to know that you had been in the gym for that long and you wanted the benefit of their validation when they saw you looking a specific way. Right. Not and because that's even how you wanted your body to look for yourself. And it's the same exact thing. Shockingly sad. <laughs> I know, but um, it's the same thing, though, I find with hustle culture. It's yeah. like, like I, I want people to know that I work 70 hour weeks or more than that, because then that means that I'm obviously a really hard worker and therefore I'm better than them in some kind of way. Well, and that's the saddest thing is like when we look back on, you know, our eating disorders or on like bad choices that we've made, so many of them are rarely about like the actual end goal that we wanted. And so many of them were about pleasing other people mm -hmm. and about making a specific person or group of people think or feel a certain way about our choices or us. And when you look back on it, you're like, that's so fleeting. Like, imagine if you'd done all that and then they didn't do what you wanted them right. to do. And well, that happened a lot of the time. It's, a lot of the time. So you you do everything that someone says that they want out of you or that people are saying, like, these kinds of people are my people, you know, and you do those things and you're still left alone at the end of the day. Well, I just think about, and, and I reminded Emma of this, not to rub it in her face, although it might seem like it at first, but I reminded her of this because I think it's just such a massive display of, like, how much destiny had in store for her more than what she thought for herself because it wasn't that long ago that she was registering for a university in texas mm -hmm. she was not going to move to new york she was going to move to texas she was going to finish her bachelor's in texas and then she was going to live in texas for as long as her boyfriend then wanted them to like and you just have to think about that and like uh, you know, apply it to your own choices, whatever that looks like for you. But like, she was fully convinced that like, that was what she was going to do. Like, you were 100% mm -hmm. like, that's my choice. I'm happy with it. I, I don't, I'm not looking for anything else. That's what I want to do. And then you fast forward to now, 
she moved to New York, which was a massive dream of hers in and of itself. And now she's got a job and she's moving to Italy. Like it would never have even been in the realm of possibilities if she mm -hmm. had done what she thought someone else wanted for her mm -hmm. and followed him to Texas. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of this conversation has revolved around us being like hustle culture is automatically equated to big dollar signs and, you know, prestigious work. And that's not necessarily always the case. A lot of times it's connected to perceptions that we want to perpetuate to other people, whether or not that be monetarily, romantically, religiously, even like maybe you're doing things for someone in like your family. Like maybe your parents have been like, this is the kind of thing that we want our children to do. And so you're doing things to satisfy that rather than what you want to do. And I think the end message here is like, really critically think about your decisions and what you're working towards and decide, is this going to make me a better person? Is this going to increase my quality of life? Is it going to make me the best version of myself? Because if I was living in Texas or if I was, I can't even imagine it, <gasps> horror, or if I was chasing dollar signs instead of a job, I would be miserable on both counts. I just, and, and I could have done the same thing. I mean, we joke about the wedding, but there were genuine opportunities that I would have considered. Um, not that that wasn't, you know, what an opportunity, but there were genuine, there were genuine moments in my life where, especially when I was living in Texas, but also when I was in California, that I completely thought about derailing the plans I had for myself to follow an idea of a person. Cause it's never really the person. It's right. always an idea of what your life could be like with that person or what my life could be like if I got this job instead of what is gonna make me happy in the day to day. Because you know, a lot of people will say like, oh, money doesn't hug you at night and it doesn't. But also like, what's the benefit of wasting your whole life chasing something and not living any of your life and enjoying it, trying to get to the end of this rope only to realize that the thing at the end of the rope isn't exactly what you wanted or it is. And then that's it. That's all you have. Mm -hmm. I mean, you kind of end up hanging yourself with that same rope because it's like, look behind you and there's nothing there. You know, there's no experience. Everyone like, wants big money so they can do big things, but they don't have time to do big things because they're chasing big money. It's this perpetual cycle. And you're just stuck in this cyclone of hustle. Hustle for what? So, I mean, I hate the word hustle. It, it makes me feel just, it, it ugh, I, I, I automatically like get smaller because like, I'm like, no, I don't wanna, get it out of here. Um, and that's not to say we don't like to work hard, but it's, I, I want, to get something out of it for myself that isn't also retracting from my relationships with other people. I second that emotion. So. And I think that is a good place to leave, leave her yes. behind. Yes. So if you have thoughts on hashtag hustle culture, hashtag boss babes, hashtag burn, kill yourself. <laughs> hashtag burn, it's cold in here. There must be some tours in the atmosphere. In the atmosphere and they're working. So, um, yeah, if you have like, thoughts. You have thoughts. You can send them our way. You can be like, "Yeah, actually, I love to hustle, and I love I to love to hustle. I love to. I like to do the hustle, and I like to hustle culture." So, um, I do both. let us know. And we're not trying to criticize you if that's your choice. We are. We are also though. So, well, I think what we should all take away from this is that Emma. Renee Cassidy is moving to Italy the in end, 68 days. The end point of this whole episode was to tell you guys. Here's the point. I'm moving to Europe. I'm 
moving. I'm leaving the States. I'm leaving never leaving forever. Except when we go visit our family. But that's it. People really like I think people when they get these kind of jobs, they're like, Oh, I'm only gonna be there for a little while. Like, no. It might not be Italy. But so it's many never... people still ask me, like, are you ever gonna go back? And I'm like, oh my God. No. 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 My I I have no. every intention of getting a spousal visa for wherever it is that I end up. Like I, my life is going to be in Europe. Hey. So where ideally it'll be the UK. So that's where we're British officers hit me up. Um, but yeah, no Americans. I'm sorry, but I'm hey. off the boat. <laughs> hey, I'm off the boat. Sanctioned. Um, sanctioned. I'm off the boat. Love my family. I'll come to see you guys, but I'm never going to live in America ever again. Once I gone, once I'm gone, I'm gone. Gone. Once I gone. I gone. I gone. I gone. Well, the girls that quarrel, quarrel. <laughs> and on that note, it's been so nice hanging out with you guys. I am Hannah, and I'm Emma. And that's the tea.